Thanks for tuning in. I'm Lee Miller, your coach and host of the Brave Home Service Pro podcast, a podcast made for home service professionals to start, build, grow and scale a home service business. This podcast is brought to you by Brave Business Solutions, the leading coaching and course provider for home service entrepreneurs. If you're a first time listener, thanks for your support. And if you enjoy this episode, please consider subscribing so that you don't miss out on future episodes and share this with your friends in the home service world. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast and this week we're going to be doing a little bit of a continuation from our last podcast that we did that was all about starting a home service business and I wanted to jump back to this topic because I know that I left a lot of things unsaid. That's the feedback I got. I know there's just so much that goes into starting one of these businesses and I'm going to try and do a little bit more of a series where I cover these individual topics. But today, I wanted to talk a little bit about how to market a new home service business, because this one is really the juicy stuff that a lot of guys are asking for. Um, You know, we're in a lot of Facebook groups. We monitor the kind of common things that are going on and uh, common issues in the industry. And a big one that comes up is how do we get more freaking jobs? How do we get more jobs? Or we get a lot of guys saying, you know, we're very hand to mouth. Uh, you know, we do one job and then we don't see another job for a week and a half or two weeks and then we have to work again. You know, we see this constantly, constantly, constantly. So we're going to try and clear that up a little bit today. So we are assuming that you've listened to the last podcast. Okay. So if you've not listened to the last podcast, how to start a home service business, jump back to episode uh, nine and listen to that before you listen to this one, because that one's going to have a lot of the basic information that you're going to need before we jump into marketing. And so this is going to be a quick episode, but we are going to talk a little bit about different ways that you can market your home service business, especially in the early days. Now, we're not going to cover things like SEO, PPC, Facebook ads, any of that stuff. We'll do that on another episode. We call that tier two marketing, which is generally uh, the next phase. We're going to stay on tier one, which is what we call own the neighborhood and before we jump into that quick word here about a new partnership that we have with jobber you guys know that we love a great system here at brave and as your business scales and grows you're going to need a system to manage your back-end operations eventually this is why it was an absolute no-brainer for us to partner with jobber crm Jobber streamlines your sales process with lead tracking, customer management, and project analytics. You can improve your customer relationships with communication tools like on-demand text chat and instant review requests, send detailed quotes and invoices, and even collect payment right there and then on site. Jobber also gives you insightful project data and analytics to measure performance, profitability, and overall success all at the touch of a button. Jobber also integrates with some of the best software tools that you're already using like QuickBooks and Facebook ads and so much more. This and more all combined into one mobile accessible app making your business seamless wherever you go. Jobber CRM is the game changer that your business has been waiting for. Start simplifying your sales and achieving success with Jobber today. Use the link in the show notes to get 20% off your first year of Jobber CRM and start increasing your business efficiency today. Back to the show. Okay, so if I was going back to the early days of owning my painting company and I was thinking of the different ways that I could market myself, I would really, really, really wish that I could have known 
some of the basics and I'd kept it simple because when I first started out, I thought that it was a lot of it was all about, you know, posting online and capturing online clients. Uh, and it wasn't until later on that I learned a fundamental lesson in marketing. And that is that you can't just have one form of marketing. It is a shotgun approach rather than a sniper rifle. It has to be spread out multiple different legs of marketing activities going on all sim simultaneously, which is ultimately going to bring you customers in good volume. So keep that in mind as we as we move ahead. But here's the first things I would do if I was a new home service pro starting out my business uh, and then ultimately trying to get my first few projects and clients. So for sales and marketing, I usually always advise starting with the basics and then adding more later. So we call this ground game marketing or tier one marketing, which is your base. Again, when we move into tiers two, three, four, five, six, you will still be doing tier one marketing initiatives, uh, you know, and adding on top of those tiers. So the first ones that I would do, so tier one, basically on the neighborhood, this is maximizing on your own neighborhood first. So if you were to take a map and draw a big circle around where your neighborhood is maybe that's you know 30 minutes to an hour outside of where you live that's going to be your immediate work zone in fact i would make it as short as possible try and uh, try and work right in the neighborhood where you live that way you don't have too long a commute and you can maximize on building your business close to home meaning less of a drive um and then also because you're going to be traveling through those areas you know, if you have a branded vehicle, which we'll get to, uh, or uniforms in place, then people are going to be naturally seeing you quite a bit as you come and go from your neighborhood. So start in your own neighborhood first. So what do we need to start up a business or what do we need to start marketing our new home service business? And the first thing I would do is I would set up a basic website with one of the free platforms. There is so many to choose from, whether you choose Wix or WordPress or whatever and pay a little bit for it if you can you don't have to go the top tier premium one with all the features really all we're looking for is a landing page with a contact form that showcases your business a little bit uh has your contact information has maybe has a few pictures of some jobs that you've done in the past uh that you can really start to build that portfolio portfolio out with um but set that up and that is because we need somewhere to direct our customers direct our customers. Now, everybody can access a website, but not everybody has Instagram or Facebook or any of that stuff, which is great if you can set those up too. But start with your website, build something simple, you know, maybe get your logos on there, maybe get some uh, descriptions about the kind of jobs that you take on, the services that you provide, and then have an easy contact form for people to reach out to you directly. And again, everything that we make uh, for marketing efforts moving forward is to direct people back to the website, uh, to book a estimate or a call or however you service your clients or give them quotations. We want to have somewhere to drive them to so that they can get in contact with you. So set up your website first. Again, Wix is great for this because usually you can get a lot for free. So start there. Uh, you're going to have to purchase a domain. should cost you anywhere between $10 and $20 a year um, plus a uh, monthly uh, server rental, which is like five or six bucks depending on where you are. Uh, Google domains can do this for you. So go on to Google domains, find a domain that fits your business uh, and then create a website linked to that domain. 
Now, the next thing I would do is I would set up my Google, my business listing. This one is huge because we're really gonna need uh, your reviews later and we can't do that if we don't have a Google My Business listing. So collect a review from every job straight off the bat and direct it completely to Google. Don't worry about Yelp or Facebook or Angie's List or any of this stuff. Just go straight for Google reviews because this is naturally where our customers are gonna be searching for us later. Uh, here's a couple of tips on reviews is Google does not like to see the same information more than once. Uh, for example, that could be you copying and pasting a review onto your actual website. They don't like to see that information twice. In fact, it actually dings your SEO later on, so your search engine optimization later on, if that information is copy and pasted. So if you can get a Google review, for example, the client doesn't have a, G, uh, a Google account or uh, you know, a Gmail or whatever, then at least ask them to send you a quick email with some quotations saying, you know, we had a great time, this was a great project, the guys did amazing we'd definitely hire them again that is good content that you can use on your website but don't copy and paste a google review so a couple of things to think about before uh before you go out and start offering reviews is one is it takes probably somewhere between two and four weeks to get verified on google so you'll go on to google my business you'll set one up next thing you're going to do is you're going to apply for verification they're going to send a postcard to whatever residence you set as your address for receiving mail. And you're going to have to get a code on that postcard and put it back into Google to get verified. So the whole process can take a while. And actually, for many, many businesses that I've worked with, that Google verification postcard seems to get lost almost every time. So just be on top of it and, and make sure that if you know you don't see it in two weeks, that you're jumping back on there and requesting another one you know, you need to get that postcard before you can verify my Google My Business listing. So definitely get that set up. Um, another top tip with your Google My Business listing, if, you look, if you're looking to do more work, let's say for example, in a suburb that you don't live in, so a different, a different zone than what you're setting in on Google, you're gonna uh, have to set up some sort of external post box. So this could be like if I wanted to work in say, uh, Dallas, Texas, and I lived 30 to 45 minutes outside of Dallas, Texas, then it would be more beneficial for me to get a PO box in Dallas where I could get my mail directed to, but then also set up my Google My Business listing there. It's going to naturally pull people in from the immediate surrounding area uh, from your Google listing registered address. So if you are looking to do more work in a specific area, make sure that you get a post box set up somewhere else. Uh, or in your area that you want to work in because it's only going to capture a certain radius around that uh, address. So take that and, and do with it what you will, but it's definitely a good way if you're trying to work in one specific neighborhood or you know three or four different specific neighborhoods that are all grouped in together, then that is probably the best way to go. Set up your Google My uh, Business listing under a PO box in that area. And a lot of the mail services will have uh, will have post boxes that you can rent 20 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month. Um, but it is definitely more beneficial if you want to work in a specific area. So once I've done that, I would probably consider setting up some social media accounts, not so much because that's going to be a big driver of marketing, but more so, so that I can capture the names of the accounts so that somebody else doesn't in the future. 
Um, I'd set up those social media accounts and maybe I would post, you know, some stuff about our business. I would slowly start to add really good content. So this is another thing about social media is don't post up bad content. Make sure if you're going to post photos on Instagram, for example, that you're using a high quality phone, such as like one of the new iPhones or something like that. Capture as best content as possible, something that makes you uh you know really stand out from the rest of the crowd and make it professional make your instagram page professional your clients don't want to see you and your buddies you know out having beers at the bar they don't want to see you you know on your dirt bike or whatever but they do want to see high quality pictures of your business the projects that you do posts about what it is that you guys do and how you do it and every now and again you can throw in something a little personal personal so like for example something that I used to do was I would highlight one of the people on my team and share a picture of them doing something that they loved, such as, you know, golfing or mountain biking or, you know, out snowboarding. Um, and then just say, you know, this is one of our employees, they do a great job. And this is what they're really good at. And this is what they like to do in their free time. So just sharing something personal that actually puts a face to the business. Um, so that when that person shows up on site to actually complete the service, the client already kind of feels like they know them a little bit. So not not dreadful if you do post something about your people but just make it you know make it content that's going to be interesting and make you look professional make sure you've got kind of high quality content so once i've done that i would probably develop my uh printed marketing materials so this would be flyers door knockers and business cards these are going to be a huge driver and they're actually really, really great for capturing as many clients as you possibly can while you're already on site doing a project. So for example, if I was out doing a project, say I was doing a three or four hour project where I was pressure washing a house, for example, well, as soon as I'm done with that, the first thing I'm going to do is, you know, pack up my gear and then I'm going to go and hit all the houses all the way around that job site with door knockers or flyers or business cards. Um, and I'm going to leave one on, on at least 30 to 50 uh, doors around the neighborhood because I'm already there. I'm already marketing. Chances are people have already seen my vehicle or my uniform around. So that is probably, you know, going to drive a lot of business towards you when people can already see the validation that one of their neighbors have used you. It might spur a conversation with that neighbor and, and the one that you're working with and said hey how did you find these guys to work with they did a really good job the house looks great so on and so forth you're probably going to get a call from them when you can focus onto one or two neighborhoods and really really develop that ground game marketing style so leaving flyers dropping business cards you know having a branded vehicle that's around that area you're organically going to attract more of those clients now, this is where the fun part gets, because when we talk about targeted markets and we talk about, you know, suburbs that we want to work in very much like what I was saying with the PO box is if you think of the hive mentality, people want to use who other people are using. Right. It's kind of similar to when you go on to Uber Eats and you're looking at a restaurant, you're looking at restaurants, you're always constantly looking at that star rating. Right. And it's and it's so funny now how the world has changed where anything below like a three and a three stars or less just doesn't even get considered in most cases so really drive that home and make sure that that is part of your foundation for future marketing efforts that's got to be on your list there it's never going to stop 
uh, later on, I highly encourage you to make this part of the daily process for any time a new job starts. The first thing that your crew does is have one guy maybe go and run and drop some flyers and door hangers. Maybe you're putting a sandwich board out, but really focus on your on-site marketing and make sure that you're capitalizing on every single project that you're actually going to. Um, so definitely make that part of your long-term strategy. And there's so much more to talk about here. You know, we can talk about lawn signs, we can talk about, you know, flyers, we can talk about all that stuff, uh, vehicle wraps, but let's leave that for now. If you are interested in learning more, shoot me a message. You can get me on our website, www.wethebrave.ca. Um, if you ping it in the chat, it'll come straight to me on the website. Let me know that you would like a copy of the tier one marketing guide, because I actually have this already to go in one document that goes into more detail than I'm talking about right now. Uh, and you can actually use that today in your business to build out your market and plan from a ground game perspective. So definitely reach out for that and ask me for it as a free tool. Um, the next thing I would do is I would sign up for uh, the Nextdoor app. If you've never heard of the Nextdoor app, basically this is like a community a small social media page where you get grouped in with your local neighbors um, to talk about neighborhood issues almost, but they do have uh, a business component of it where you can sign up as a local business and you can actually post to the neighbors that are in that area. Now, what I do find is, is a lot of times you'll see people who, you know, in that neighborhood will message into that group and say, hey, does anybody know a insert the blank home service business here? And when you see two or three people will be using the same person for that actual work, this is how you want to get in. You want people to be talking about you on that Nextdoor app when you're not pushing that conversation. You're actually, you've done a great job for them, but just letting them know like, hey, we're on the Nextdoor app. And you see any opportunities for people to, uh, you know, for you to refer me to other people in the neighborhood, I would really appreciate if you could do that. I could really appreciate that. But you can also post in there as a business too. And it can be pretty good if you're in a pinch for a job. You know, there are there is some sacrifice with, are you really working with your ideal client? Maybe, maybe not. Um, so really just understand that if you are going to use that platform to get work, just be prepared to get that conversation of how much do you cost? Why does it cost so much? You know, uh, really, you know, there are some demanding clients on there. But if you are in a pinch and you just need to make money today, Nextdoor app is a really good avenue for you to literally sit on your phone, sign up in f less than five minutes, post up on, on the actual community page, and then see if you can get some work from there. And a lot of the time you will for sure. It's pretty common for plumbers and handymen, landscapers, plumber, uh, electricians, that kind of thing. Um, definitely sign up for that is a, a pretty good resource for sure. Um so when, when we're talking about this stuff, right, when we're talking about owning the neighborhood, I mean, generally, if, if you're really stuck for a job and you're trying to get something as soon as possible, start with your inner circle. Like, who do you already know? Do you already have a parent or a sister or an aunt or, you know, somebody that you could reach out to and say, hey, I need a little bit of help to, to market my business. And I'm just wondering if there's anyone that you know that you could refer me to, to do some work. Your family are going to want to see you succeed and they'll be more than happy to reach out to people in their network and, and share your business. You know, even that, that could even be, you know, asking them to share a Facebook post, just highlighting your business. Again, use some kind of high quality pictures from projects that you've done and get them to say something along the lines of, 
you know, this is my brother's painting company. This is the kind of work he does. If anyone in my network is interested, let him know. Here's his contact details. Um, that can be a really good way for you to get some initial clients through the door if you're just starting out. It's just leverage the people in your existing network, starting from the closest to you and then branch out other people that you know, other people that they know. Leverage your network um, to get those initial jobs and, and you'll probably find that people will want to do that for you. Again, this does come with a little bit of a um, terms and conditions that are they going to be your ideal clients? Probably not. But we're going to work on developing a plan with you later down the road to really drill down who your ideal client is if you're just trying to get some jobs under your belt that could be a really good way to either get some great jobs um or, or not great jobs but get some semi-decent jobs that pay but then also build up your reviews right start to build your reviews so definitely do that um the next thing I would do is I would say try and start building relationships with the local network of realtors, property managers, and companies that have similar clients to yours, right? Who's getting in front of your client before you are and who could be referring your business out? So that's uh, something to sit down, maybe sit down with a pen and paper and think of all the people that would be working with the clients that you work with immediately before you do. So for example, this could be uh, painting companies are generally in the summer season need to get homes pressure washed. So if you're a pressure washer, reach out to painting companies and say, hey, can I do your pressure washing this year? We've got a couple of clients, you know, in the pressure washing field who uh, are over, you know, 40 to $50,000 in referrals just from painting companies that, you know, every single year and it's growing and growing and growing. Some of them are actually more than that now that I think of it. But um, as a painting company owner myself, finding someone that could do pressure washing for me was definitely was difficult. You know, like I have a guy that I used constantly uh, almost for every project. But every now and again, he would just be too busy to take on a last minute project. And if I want to squeeze another exterior project and, uh, you know, I need someone that can wash in the next 48 hours. If that's you and you can do that, that could be a really, this is a really good time to reach out to painting companies as a pressure washer um, to get at least some leads in uh, to build that long lasting relationship. And once someone's got you on board and you're reliable and you do a great job and you wash the house, you know, in a great way that they can then move in and paint it without any, you know, anything coming up or no missed spots or anything like that, then you know, a painter is really going to appreciate that because you can actually help him finish his project faster. So think of the people who are going to be working with your customers either right before you are or within some time before you come along, right? This also another example for a pressure washer could be like contractors and general contractors are usually need to get a site washed at the end of the project. They don't always have a guy to come in and do that. Those are really big lucrative projects. That could be a really good one for you as well. Um, I feel like I'm being a little bit, uh, you know, I'm being a bit too nice to the pressure washers. So, I mean, we could even talk about landscaping, for example. Again, I'm going to use that, um, I'm going to use that um, uh, situation with painters. Again, if there's a home that's got a lot of, say, like ivy up the wall or bushes that are close to the actual exterior of the home, they need to get cut back. You know, painters don't want to really be messing around with, you know, 
plants and trees and bushes and stuff like that. They just want to get in, get behind there, paint it or wash it, paint it and then be done. Um, so again, they do come across big projects where a landscaper is needed. Definitely reach out to your local painting companies and just say, hey, I know it's exterior season. If you do see any opportunities to refer us out to your client or bring us in to do any specialist tree removal or anything like that, then that is a good option too. You, you might see some really good returns from that strategy. And all it's going to take for you to do that is to pick up the phone and actually start calling some painting companies. So um, get connected to your local network. There's a whole network of people out there that could immediately give you work or at least be looking out for work for you. So definitely leverage your local market and uh, and look to see. This is, a, this is an effort game. It's all about how much time you put into this. That's phone calls, boots on the groundwork, walking between houses, dropping door hangers and flyers. Um, another big tip is leaving your business cards wedged and on the outside of your truck's window so that people do walk by, they can grab a business card uh, and go, especially if you've got one of those skids or you've got like a big pressure washing trailer. Those are great too. People will see that and they'll want to uh, get in contact with you. So put some uh, business cards in the window slip as well. Uh, and if you want to learn more about this, honestly, guys, like every business is different. It's very different uh, for every territory, you know, who your ideal client is, working out how to get in front of those clients. This is all stuff that we've done in the past and we actually work with our clients to do. We can help you build that marketing strategy and uh, build all the touch points for how to get in front of your ideal client uh, so that you can sell your service. So if you are interested in that and you'd like to know more, feel free to book a call with me. Again, we do a free call with every client or every new client. We do a free discovery call where we can help you out uh, and talk a little bit about your business and, and what your immediate need is and see if we can at least give you some advice. There is no crazy kind of sales pitch in that call. If you do find value from it and you'd like to talk more about coaching as a uh, business tool then we'd be more than happy to do that but in the beginning we just want to see you guys succeed and actually get to a position where coaching could be affordable for you so definitely reach out and let me know if you'd be interested in that discovery call uh, or just book it straight from the website again that's www.wethebrave.ca w-e-t-h-e-b-r-a-v-e dot c-a so definitely jump on and contact us uh, again, if you've never listened to the podcast before, if this is your first time, then go back and listen to our other podcasts. And if you can leave a few words about the podcast and how you enjoyed it, if you found it helpful today, uh, hit the five stars on there, uh, subscribe to our podcast and don't miss out on another episode. And uh, we'll see you on the next one, guys. Thanks so much and have a great day. Go crush it.